Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast platform that gives voice to remarkable women and mothers from the Arab world and beyond to inspire, engage, and drive growth. With today's interview, we're thrilled to launch the brand new season, Unlimited Women's Brands, to share the professional and personal journey behind brands conceived by female entrepreneurs, discussing their vision, ethos, and point of difference. To lead the series, we're excited to introduce you today to regional serial entrepreneur, Donna Benton. Donna is internationally recognized for the creation of The Entertainer, a product and a service that would make the unaffordable affordable to the loving society of Dubai and that grew under Donna leadership into a data-driven technology firm with more than 300 people in 15 countries, contributing 1.3 billion US dollar to the economy annually. Now founder and CEO of the Benton Group, Donna continues to strive for new business concepts, venturing into various industry segments through startups of her own, acquisitions or investment, without ever compromising her signature, positive attitude and contagious energy. So here we are. Hi Donna and welcome to Unlimited. Hi Daniela, thank you for having me. So, Donna, many people still know you as the entertainer lady. And for sure, most of us used to uh, browse around Dubai and Abu Dhabi carrying the book, right? The entertainer blue book back then. And now we switched to the, the app as you switched from the entertainer to the Benton Group. And a success after the other with diversified businesses from hospitality to FMB, sports, beauty and fashion. Please take us through your entrepreneurial journey in your own words. Oh, thank you. So, well, yes, I came to Dubai 20 years ago, actually, when I, I started The Entertainer. I actually initially came for a job to start off with, which fortunately didn't work out. And then I started The Entertainer. I'd, to be honest, I, I've always been a people's person. I've always wanted to have my own company. I've always had passion in helping people. And I was just driving along Shakeside Road one day and thought there's so many restaurants and attractions, but there's nobody um, really to get them to them. So then the light bulb, you know, moment went off where I could, I could do the entertainer with the buy one, get one free. And that's really how the entertainer began. I um, There was really just me going out to all the merchants and doing all the legalities to everything, everything um, on ground. And then we grew it really from one person to 300 staff, one country to 15 countries, you know, one merchant to 10,000 merchants and putting $1.3 billion into the economy into all those um, countries. So it's something that you know, I'm extremely proud of and I was very proud of my team at the same time. Over the 17 years that I had Entertainer, I did two acquisitions with it and I just recently, last year actually during the pandemic, sold out the rest of my shares for the Entertainer and I now have the Benton Group. So during my knowledge with the Entertainer, I actually grew some other businesses and did some investments at the same time. And anything that I invest in, I really have to be passionate about and I have to really enjoy. And hopefully they're profitable at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> And to build it up. But what we do at the Benton Group now, we either invest in companies or we start companies from scratch and build them up. And I think that's the exciting part about the entrepreneurial journey. It's, it's actually really the challenge and you have to love what you do. 
And talking about challenges, I read that you basically launched the entertainer around the time of uh, 9-11. And then uh, during the pandemic of 2020, you opened Kakapo flagship store in Amoe. Is it just a coincidence or is there something that enabled you to turn challenging times into opportunities and opportunities to thrive, actually? To be honest, that wasn't planned. <laughs> it wasn't planned that I was going to launch um, Entertainer. I'd done everything and it was launching and then, unfortunately, September 11 happened. You know, I always think where there's a will, there's a way. You have to keep moving forward. You have to make things happen, not watch things happen. So when we were launching Kaha Kapo, Gosh, we had so many challenges because of the pandemic with just sizing and trying things on and we were all living in our own homes. So we were doing everything via Zoom, really, with fits and cuts and fabrics. And so I just thought, wow, if I'd launched Entertainer at the worst time possible, anything's achievable. So I, it had to come good. So in my thought process, um, this was really the year of investment and then next year would be the year of opportunity. And look, there's always opportunity as well in a downturn. You know, there's positions available at the mall, you can negotiate the rents, and you have to take that risk. If there's no risk, no reward, that's also what I believe in. So you can't wait till everything's really, um, so like the snowflake era, soft landing, everything's gonna be perfect, because it's not. So there has to be some element of risk. And if it's working now, it'll work in the future. So, yes, I've I pretty much launched all my big companies um, in, in a downturn. And since your first years in business to nowadays, what is your winning formula to turn an idea into a successful business, profitable business, as you said? Yeah, I think there's two different elements here. There's um, the Benton Group investing in businesses. So I would look at the concept, the idea, but one of the main things I look at is the people running it. Um, they have to be committed. It's what they've put into it. Uh, their background, what energy they have, obviously where the business is established at at that time. So to invest into a business, that's where I really look at the people running it. And obviously you have to do a feasibility and everything behind it, but you have to have the, the chemistry and the trust and everything that goes along with being a shareholder of a company and the vision. But to start up um, our own companies, well, that really comes from passion, um, a gap in the market, correct? Everything starts in the embryonic stages and everyone thinks, oh, it's so hard. How do you do it? Well, you know, you just sort of got to do it. <laughs> so you have a concept, you have an idea, you plan it, you put it together. Saying that, I did have 17 years of running a company with Entertainer with a lot of um, financial income that we turned over. So I was responsible for a lot of P&L, that's what I would say. So I'm quite experienced with the finance side of things with a business, but I think I'm quite visionary. So I think it's really important if you love something that you have you want to do, well, you pull it together. There is no formula. You just have to have hard work, passion, keep it simple and just do it. Obviously, there's the backing and the money, but, you know, you can get that. Everyone thinks that's the hardest part. It's actually not. You, you can find investors, you can take loans, you, nothing comes easy. So you can't just sit there and say, well, I actually don't want to cash in anything or use my own money, but I'll get X, Y, and Z. Like, no, <laughs> you have to have some element of risk because that will push you further to get where you are. 
So saying that, um, yeah, no formula, it's pretty much passion, hard work and simplicity and just go and get off your tush and go and do it. Just do it. Absolutely. But what if the time is not right? When you first launched uh, the entertainer, it was uh, what uh, used to be called the golden days of Dubai. Then things got tougher, competition got harder, and now it's COVID. It's COVID just an excuse uh, to not uh, get started into a new business or to shut down a previously existing business. What's your point of view? Something yeah, like- you can always blame. I feel a lot of people are using COVID as a blame. Um, no, it's not. Some of our businesses are performing better than before COVID. So I, I understand people want to use that as, and, and some, it is probably a legit reason in some cases. Don't get me wrong. Obviously the hospitality, the airlines, it, you know, that is a legit case. Um, but timing, it's really, you just got to put a program together. You know, you get your trade license, you get your idea, you do your feasibility, but depending on the industry that you're doing, some of the industries, for example, Kaha Kapo, we had to, for the swimwear, it was a year in the making because we had to do all the tech packs, the drawings, we had to get the fabric, we had to get the samples, you know, our legalities had to be set up. Then when we were doing all of the Emirates, we had to negotiate that. You have to do the fit out, you have to do your website, you have to do all the data, the marketing. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to think of a business and we're going to start next week. There does have to be some form of planning, but it also depends on the industry you're going. So it's hard for me to say, oh, it's going to be three months, six months, a year. It really just depends on the industry that you're in. It's been nearly two decades that you've been in business in the region. So how would you say that the entrepreneurial scene has changed in the past 20 years, especially the female entrepreneurial scene? A lot, which I'm really happy about. which, I mean, this country is amazing for opportunity um, for both men and women, which is a credit to the government. So there is a lot, uh, there's been a lot of changes, a lot more women feeling confident out there now and starting their own businesses and really believing in themselves. And I think also potentially their husbands or partners, friends are also supporting that as well. And I think there is also opportunity because, you know, fortunately, we're able to have help here as well. We don't have our family or things here for the kids. So we are able to get help here as well. And yeah, it's great to see that there are so many women out there doing um, doing their own thing and getting a dual income and being independent and, you know, living their life as well. I love it. It's awesome. It's girl power. Girl power. And because this is the opening interview of our new series, Unlimited Women's Brands, in your experience, did you find that brands or companies that are developed, founded, owned or run by women are actually different from other brands or companies? I mean, would the women's perspective bring an added value, a unique point of difference when it comes to brands and companies? Women could probably be a little bit more creative, um, probably have a bit more innovation. Um, We definitely multitask a lot better. (laughs) But there are certain certain areas you could say, yeah, that's definitely women run, Mm -hmm. but some of it's hard. I wouldn't actually, because I'm very much also about equality where anyone can do anything. And, but there are some things where you can actually see definitely this is um, a male company, this is a female company. Um, and sometimes it's a joint company with spouses at the same time. So, no, I wouldn't say there is, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, hair salons and things like that, if someone's running it, that's different. But 
No, in the corporate world, I, I wouldn't, if someone's starting up a company, it could be both. But sadly for women, a lot of people think men start it before they think women. <laughs> I got many times with the entertainer, oh, so what male owns this company? Mm-hmm. Um, and some people say that to me. I'm like, actually, it's a woman and it's me. And they're like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. So it's just a, a knee-jerk reaction, reaction, I suppose, with the, some people actually think males own it first before females. You already changed that, Donna. You already did it. And not just with uh, the entertainer, but with every single business concept that you come up with, because they all have a very unique point of difference. I'm thinking, for instance, at uh, your salon, uh, Chloe's Beauty Salon. I didn't know back then that it was yours. But when I was told that uh, down Jumeirah Beach Road, there was a new salon that opened up at seven o'clock, I said, wow, finally, it's such a simple idea, such a simple change, but it truly makes a difference. And with that, you truly changed my day. You truly changed my life because I was able finally to drop off my children at 6.30 a.m. swim squad training, have my nails and blow dry done at 7 o'clock in the morning, be at my desk at 8.30, 9 o'clock, team meeting, and off they go. Simple idea, but so effective. Why nobody thought of that before? I mean, I didn't get why the salons were opening so late. As a work full-time work myself you know we want to have blow dryers before work and as you said school drop off and there was also some mums um who wanted to come after school drop off to get their hair colored at the same time but if they opened at nine or ten there wouldn't be enough time for school pickup so yeah I was like and I understand why some salons open later because of the staff and you have to have two shifts and for the operational side of things but But yeah, saying that during COVID, we actually opened at eight, not seven. So um, we've really been as flexible as we can. So it's still the same. But the whole point was somebody can get their nails done, their hair done before work and have that opportunity where every woman can look and feel great at an affordable price, whether they work or they're full-time mom or part-time work, the option is there for them. So it is about identifying an opportunity and going for it. And while you do so, I love how you involve your children. And it's not just by naming a business after them. Obviously, Chloe Beauty Salon, named after your daughter, Jack's Place, dedicated to your son. But, but it's how you involve them in photo shooting for Kakapo, for instance, or how you bring along Chloe to an inspirational and motivational speaking panel discussion. And it all seems so natural to you, uh, being a mother and a businesswoman at the same time. How do you do it? That's the multitasking coming in again. Um, No, look, I really like to involve the kids in in work because I think, one, it's really good for them to see that their mum works and work ethic is really important um, for me, for them as well. I've worked ever since I was 13 and I would like them to have a good work ethic as well. I don't want them to have that snowflake era where everything's a soft landing and they feel that they don't have to achieve anything. So I really believe in, you know, you have to earn your own money and you have to have responsibility and to teach them as much as you can. And I want my kids to be proud of of what I do and to see it grow. So, yeah, I bring them into things where I can. Like, for example, Kaha Kapo, both of them are really involved in helping. We'll do designs and I'll speak to Chloe and what do you like? And even her friends, what do you like? And some styles and Jack with the board shorts. And, you know, they're really into it. They actually know all the styles, the designs. 
they, yeah, it's actually really, really nice. I wish that I could have her working in the shop. <laughs> Not yet, right? <laughs> She would be good. She'd be good in the warehouse packing. But, you know, that's an, that's maybe the next thing for the country is it's, you know, to have that part-time work when they're 13 or 14, just to learn the responsibility of money. Normally I would ask, how did motherhood impact your entrepreneurial journey or affect your career? But in your case, it looks like you really blended in very smoothly the mother role and the businesswoman role. Again, how do you do it? Well, it does. And I really, honestly, Janiella, it's, it's, I think just because you have kids, your life doesn't change. It, it evolves, but it doesn't change. So when, when I had both Chloe and Jack, I made a playroom in the office at the entertainer and, and I brought them in, you know, with me. And if anyone else had young kids, they could also use that room. As we got bigger and more people, then I had to look at other options because it was too loud. But you really try and fit in where you can. And you want them to be part of it and with you. And where there's a problem, there's always a solution. I never want it surrogated where it was my me as a mom and then me as a working full-time. I want I wanted them both to gel. And I'm fortunate because when you have your own company, you're able to make those decisions. You are a little bit more flexible. Um, and that's it's really what you make it make of it, and it's really how flexible you can be and how you mold your children into your life as well. It's beautiful, and it's uh, becoming their first point of reference and role model, right? Yeah, I want I'm their mum first and foremost. I'm their I want to be their best friend, but I want to be there for anything also that they need or advice, and and hopefully I am a role model to them. You certainly are, and not just to them. Believe me, you are so inspirational to many people out there, women, mothers, and entrepreneurs. We're all inspirational, Daniela. We're all inspirational. True, very true. But let's say that to some, it comes more natural than to others. Yeah, look, everyone's got personality types or traits. And, and, I, and I think that's, I think actually a lot of it stems from childhood, you know, um, whether your, your work ethic, risk taker, I think that stems a lot from maybe how you were brought out, what you had, what you didn't have. And that's why I'm very much a believer of you have to make things happen because if you don't, no one's going to do it for you. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much the golden rule. We love golden rules. I love this to-do approach. What about any advice that you might have uh, to our listeners, whether they're new in business uh, or already have an, an existing business? An advice for the times when things get tougher, when things don't go as per plan, because they don't always go as per plan, right? There is no formula. You have to be very agile because anything could go wrong at any stage. And you can't get down about it. You have to actually really look at the positive of anything and you have to find a solution because there's always something that's going to go wrong, whether it be in financially, something you close down, you know, if I don't know, like for Entertainer, when we launched our app, um, it got hacked into the first year and it wasn't working the first day of launch. So you actually have to be flexible and you have to have a plan B. And if you don't, pretend you do and deal with it. Um, so you, you have to take control. You have to be able to do that. I don't know if everyone's able to do that. Maybe that's just a bit of my personality but you have to have good people around you as well to rely on. They have to be able to support you. And you learn as every year goes by in business, every problem that you face is a strength that you'll have later because you learn from it. 
when you fail, it's not a weakness. It's a development. You, you learn from it, mistakes you learn from, but you just don't make the same one again because then it is a mistake. Wow. So you evolve. Even with Kahakapo, the swimwear, you know, I've never been in swimwear before. So it's great because I'm learning. I know how to run a company, but I'm learning about fabrics and cuts and um, styles and, you know, and I really love it because you're always learning. It's like once you get complacent and you're bored, then you need to move on to something else because you're just stagnated. So keep evolving yourself. Keep your mind active. Mental therapy, I mean, it's key for late in life anyway. So just keep evolving. That's what I'd say. There's always going to be mistakes. You're always going to get down. People are always going to put you down as well. You have to have quite um, thick skin as well. But just keep positive and surround yourself by the people that care about you. Talking about positivity, how do you always stay so positive, authentic and true to yourself? Yeah, look, I'm actually quite fortunate. I surround myself only with people that don't have an ulterior motive, if you know what I mean. During business, everyone's sort of networking and things, but I'm very grounded still. I'm very humble. I remember where I came from. You have to keep your feet on the ground and I don't really get involved in that materialistic world. So I... Yeah, I think anyone who knows me really well, I'm the same person really I was 20 years ago when I came here, maybe with a few more lines and wrinkles and my bank account is a little higher and my knowledge is a little higher. But you have to remember that. And if there's there's one thing even in any of my companies, I don't tolerate bitchiness. I don't, I don't, I don't tolerate any of that. There has to be a really good work environment. Company culture is everything to me. And, you know, my friends are my friends and I think they love me for who I am, not for what I have. And if anyone wants to be with you because of what you have, well, they're the wrong person. So you need to get them out of your life and you have to only be with the people that care about you. And I love how this interview is coming right after the conversation we had in the last episode with Mimi Nickling about the importance of empathy, not only in personal life, but also in the work environment. And I see yourself as a perfect ambassador of this balance, because as we said in the intro, it's not just about your Uh, professional accomplishments, but how you never compromised your signature positive attitude towards yourself and towards the others. And when you go into business with other people, like there's a business I'm about to go into, which is going to be fabulous. It's also about you seeing potential in other people, but it's also about giving them the opportunity to be able to succeed as well. You know, as I said, you remember where you started and who invested um, within you and you have to give opportunity to other people. I don't understand why other humans don't want other people to succeed. Um, or, you know, if you see um, a woman, you know, tell her she's lost weight, tell her she looks lovely, tell her she looks good. You never be jealous of somebody. It's That's like a curse. You just have to be positive and be happy and really encourage people. And you'll feel much better within yourself for doing that than to be a jealous person and not want anyone else to succeed. Absolutely. And you just mentioned something new coming up. So any sneak peek? Um, it's got to do with skincare. That's all I'll say. <laughs> skincare. So that's going to be the missing piece of the puzzle, right? Because you have F&B, you have hospitality, you have fashion, you have wellness. Sports, um, we have, but it's, yeah, it's just, again, making women feel great about themselves and men can do this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, 
that's that's all I can give you at this point. Okay, let's say just one question, generic one, but somehow linked to it. So how much would you say that your customer experience leads you to invest and enter into a new business opportunity? Yeah, generally I would try out anything that I would go into. So I've tried this and, and it's great and I loved it. And yeah, there was an opportunity and yeah, watch the space. (laughs) It's very good. Stay tuned. And I really believe in the person that I'll be going into business with. She's amazing. Stay tuned, 100%. And that's why we wanted you, Donna, to be the face and the voice of our new series dedicated to women's brands. Because you're the living proof that when there's uh, passion, where there's an idea and there's a strategy behind it, everything is possible. You're unstoppable and you're unlimited. Which leads me to our paramount question. What does unlimited mean to you? Oh, what does unlimited mean to me? I think... Unlimited means that anything is possible. That's what it means. That if you put your mind to something, anything is possible. Make things happen. Don't watch things happen. Wonderful. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your contagious energy. And thank you for sharing your journey and your experience in such an inspiring way. Thank you again so much. Thank you, Daniela, And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. We hope you found it inspiring and fulfilling. Please subscribe to Unlimited on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss out on our next stories. To learn more about our content, please log on to our website and follow us at unlimited.me on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter and help us building a truly unlimited community. Thank you. Thank you.